Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is Husker 24-7 senior writer, Brian Christofferson. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a little bit of a circus act. Brian Christofferson. Well, I mean, that's that's pretty interesting. Brian Christofferson. <laughs> I, I kind of enjoy that. Here is Brian Christofferson. Kicking off hour number three here on Hurt at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula, Andrew Rogers here. We're on AM 590. ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities, and for this third hour, we're on KFOR in Lincoln. Joining us on the Warhorse Sportsbook Hotline is Brian Christofferson from Husker 24-7. BC, what's going on, man? How you guys doing? BC, good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys. How were, uh, how were your holidays, BC? Anything interesting going on? Uh, it was... It was uneventful, but uh, at my age, that's what you're looking for. You're striving <laughs> most days to be uneventful. Be a little bit more relaxing than than pressure tested. Yes, yes, and that's good. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, Matt Rule's uh, program keeps us on our toes here in uh, 2024 and gives us a lot of uh, intriguing things and maybe a few, a few more W's. That'd be kind of nice. Well, speaking of keeping them, uh, keeping us on our toes, the uh, Huskers are hosting a few key visitors this weekend. Uh, what can you tell us about some of these guys? I know uh, Isaiah Nayer, the wide receiver from formerly Wyoming and now Texas has uh, a lot of people's attention, but, but what do you know about where they uh, stand with some of these guys they're trying to fill out the depth chart with? Yeah. Um, you know, Nair was the name that came up yesterday. And um, unfortunately for him, he had that torn ACL right after he got to Texas. They were really pumped about him. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, all those good Texas receivers like Xavier Worthy and some of those names there uh, this year. Um, in 22, going into fall camp, he was being mentioned alongside those guys as like, you know, a starter type player who was going to contribute right away. He came out of Wyoming um, and had a very productive career, uh, you know, or, or I, I should say 21. He had a 21 season that was very good for Craig Bowles' team, uh, a lot of yards per catch, and uh seem like a really good get and a lot of schools wanted him texas got him but i think that injury kind of set him back he's been building his way back up and it, it just never happened for him in austin sort of after that happened and so he's a veteran guy who um you know he's looking for that next move and in nebraska at this point is is an option we'll see what happens there um i don't know much about what he's thinking about this visit honestly he's one of those guys who he hasn't said a lot um he just kind of confirmed that he's going to be here um jamal banks is another guy um you know who played at wake forest and um 
he told me yesterday morning he was planning on coming this weekend. So, you know, that's that's what I know from him in a direct message. So we'll see. Everything's always fluid with those situations. It can change by the hour. Uh, but he's a guy um, who has had a very productive um, last couple of years at Wake. And, uh, you know, they've been a good football program, too. And they're bigger receivers. They're veteran guys, both the guys we've mentioned who have played a lot of college football. So at the very least, we know what they're kind of targeting. They're targeting that, can you get me that 205, 215-pound receiver? And maybe he's played four, he's been around college football for four years or something like that where he can use that experience to help the other guys. And then, of course, there's Dante Dowdell, the running back out of Oregon. And I think his family's fired up about coming here. I, I'm really watching that one closely. Um, he got kind of caught in the log jam with the Ducks at their running back spot. But uh, we, we know uh, there's an opening here at Nebraska at that position. They need somebody to push that competition. We got we don't know how Gabe and Ramir are going to come back from injuries and all that. You got uh, Emmett and Quinton there, but um, one more name would be huge. And Dowdell was ranked uh, 194th by 24-7 sports coming out of Mississippi where he had, count them up, I think more than 4,600 yards rushing his last two years of down in high school football there. He's, he's a really, I mean, he had an amazing high school career. So I know he didn't do a lot for Oregon last year, um, but he coming out of high school, he was very, very highly regarded. Another big guy in, in Dante Dowdell as well. Is that, do you think that's a, a body type that they're going for at running back as well, or is that just kind of the best guy available and they, they kind of like what they see? I couldn't say specifically if they're targeting that or not. I, I think it makes sense in this league if it's a bigger guy, but I, I don't get as caught up in that as some people. I've seen some backs who are 195 who can be physical, you know, and then you've seen guys who are um, 215 who can't get their feet going, you know, the wheels don't get turning and all that stuff. So um, I, I, I'm not as fired up about it as, as others, but I do think um, when you look at his measurables, your first thought in a passing description is like, oh yeah, that seems like it would play in the big 10, right. You know, or he's, he, maybe he can be that physical back, but he'll, he'll have to show that. And it will see if he ends up in Nebraska first off, but uh, I do I do know with exchanges with his dad, um, you know, this has been a conversation ongoing with Nebraska since basically he entered the portal right around December 20th. So this has been building for a couple of weeks and this visit date has been targeted pretty early on in that process. And uh, yesterday I was just confirming like you're, you're still planning to come, right? And uh, said, absolutely we are. So I, I get the sense um, there, there's a lot of... Uh, vinegar for that one um from their side about you know seeing what nebraska has to offer and here's a kid who thinks he's probably a pretty good player waiting for his opportunity so it could be a we'll see if it's a good match you don't happen to think bc that this could be a, a trickle down effect of dylan rayola's commitment at all seeing these three visitors on campus um or do you just think it's it's just more of a case of Hey, we saw what Nebraska's program did last year. We we like what's going on over there, and that's why we're we're, we're taking a chance in visiting. I would not dismiss without saying each guy. I would not say specifically, oh, this guy's coming because of Riola, but I would not dismiss the fact that in general, recruiting targets or portal targets are seeing what Nebraska's doing 
and you see that they got Ryla, and it made such a splash that week, right? I mean, that Monday when that happened, um, when it was like, oh, he's going to flip. I mean, Nebraska was in the, like, uh, Twitter sphere or the social media sphere, whatever you want to call it, more than I've seen him during the season in a long time on that particular night when I was talking about Dylan Ryla, and there was sort of a – you know, whether it's right or wrong or in the middle, there was a the interpretation like Nebraska's going for this. They're getting out the driver, you know, they're they're gonna they're going to clear the water here. And um I think people took notice of it and you couldn't miss it if you are a player who is right now considering your options, like, okay, that's a program that um one, you're like they're going for it, two, you realize they probably got an NIL situation that's not bad that maybe is inter- going to be interesting to me. Um you, you see the passion that sort of surrounded um, when Ryla made his decision and guys say that, man, I, I, I could be a rock star there. Like Vincent Shavers, the linebacker from Miami who signed the la- at the end there, him and his father came down that week and um, they're kind of an example of this. They were just like blown away by like how much people care about the program here and just how much it means to everybody. And I, so I think guys do pick up on that. And I will say this as a final answer to that question, Andrew, um, Jamal Banks in his exchange yesterday, the, the receiver out of wake, I asked him why, and it was just a brief thing, but right. He mentioned Ryla specifically in his answer as a short answer, but um, you know, whether that's just playing to the crowd a little bit and you know, that's the <laughs> answer people like or, or not, he said it. And so that's, that's interesting to me. We're talking with Brian Christopherson, a Husker 24-7. Uh, BC, speaking of Rayola and the transfer portal, do you expect Nebraska to try try and add any depth in that quarterback room, even if it may be not a uh, what you would call a starter caliber type guy, but do you expect them to target anybody there for some depth purposes? You know, I I don't know if they're going to add anybody at this point. Um, not, not immediately. Now, I think you could – you, you got to remember this thing could open up again after the spring and sure. maybe you pluck somebody there. Um, and so maybe that's the time to see sort of how guys go through it, where you're at with those quarterbacks. Also what you have, they they've got a couple walk-ons that are kind of interesting to them. And, you know, rule has always said this. He said, when he's asked about the competition at the position, he's like, I'm the guy who has started a walk-on at quarterback before. So the point being, they're going to give all those guys a look mm-hmm. to see like, yeah, maybe there is a quarterback already in that room who nobody's talking about who could be a third or fourth guy, you know, like something like that. Um, and so that's kind of my sense, Ravi, is I don't know that it's going to happen right now. I don't expect it at all, actually. But like after the spring, it's one of those things I think you you, you definitely keep a watch on. BC, uh, revisiting um, those those three visitors just one more time. Um, in terms of, like, as you assess the Huskers' immediate needs, would you say experience at the wide receiver position, or would you say additions to the running back room are more important to the Huskers right now? That's a good question. You could do a whole hour on that one probably. <laughs> I would say, I would say uh, running back to me. I just, yeah, I, I know, I think they need both. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I hope they add a, at least one veteran receiver and a running back. Um, and first off with running back, if you're going to go that way, he's got to be a guy that you really think deep down can be like a one or two guy right away. Like, you know, not one of these deals where you're, you're 
you're pretty unsure about how it's going to go. Um, obviously, they're going to compete and all that, but you're you're hoping it's that kind of immediate impact guy. Dowdell, you know, could be an example of that. We'll see. Uh, but I just think Nebraska's got to really put a focus on making running back a great position in this um, offense again. And it's it's been okay some years, but it just hasn't been something that jumps out at you to me since uh, Amir Abdullah. You know, you got to go back to like Amir. I know Divino Zigbo had a great, you know, statistical year. But I'm talking about that back who everybody on the field knows it's just special when he touches the ball. He makes uh, four-yard runs out of no-yard runs. He makes 10-yard runs out of two-yard runs, That you know, where he gets the extra and uh, makes your O-line look good in the process, makes your quarterback look good. And so finding somebody like that I think is imperative. They aren't easy to find because there's always, in college football every cycle, there's like 400 good running backs out there. Like, okay, they can get you something. And then there's... 10 to 12, something like that, who are just great, who take it to another level. When you watch it, you're like, oh, there's something different about them. Can Nebraska find one of those guys pretty soon? I think it would be a huge lift to this program. BC just being so disrespectful about the Jacquez Yant spring game. You didn't get excited about <laughs> you didn't get excited about the Yant spring game. Come on, man. Um, <laughs> BC, I like the Jacquez Yant Northwestern game. That was kind of fun. There we go. But, yeah. There, yeah, there we, we had go. a big day. Um <laughs> BC, about that game. I am. <laughs> I knew there was one game that he went off in the regular season. I couldn't remember which one it was. Uh, that makes sense, though. Uh, BC, you know, you, you mentioned that running back room. Am I crazy, um, or I'm kind of bullish on the wide receiver room? I know they're young. I know they're inexperienced, but I kind of like a lot of those pieces. Am I nuts? No. That's why I didn't answer receiver. I, I think they need help. Like, I, it would be nice if they get, had sure. a, like, he's your one receiver. He's a veteran. He's done it. Um, I really like the guy from Wake if he ends up coming this weekend and all that. Um, and, and maybe Nair's that guy, too. But um, I do think a lot of the young pieces are pretty interesting, not just the ones we know about. Um, obviously, Lloyd uh, showed us something that he can be explosive. Um, and I think – Lloyd did a lot in limited plays. Like if you actually look at his play count, he was not like a 40 play a game guy, even in, though they were sort of depleted there. He was more in that 18 to 20 range. So I'm kind of curious what happens as, as he knows more. I think he's going to be really dedicated to figuring out more and um, all the positions he can do. Uh, I think he can be really good. But Demetrius Bell is a guy I'm interested if he can keep putting his head down, doing the stuff behind the scenes. He did it in the fall. If he can do that in the spring, uh, he could be a storyline there because I think uh, from what I gathered, he's pretty impressive as a player, like uh, between the lines and stuff he's done. And so there's some young guys, uh, obviously Malachi, you know, who I think is going to get, I think he's going to take a big leap this year. I just think he was he was figuring it out last season. He already loves to be physical, and um, he had that quote in the season where he's like, I love to take a man and just move him from his space and put him <laughs> 10 yards over there. It's something like that. And I was, like, nodding my head to it like, yes, you know. So I, I think he's got the right mentality. So I like a lot, of like you do, that they have there. Add one guy maybe who's a veteran who really fills it out a bit, maybe two. I don't know. It's possible, I guess. And – uh uh, I think they could be okay. They got to have a quarterback who can throw them the ball. You know, I don't. I think that was one of their biggest issues last year. 
Uh, BC, one guy you didn't mention was Jaden Doss. That's a guy that they were super high on going into the fall last year before he got injured. I mean, is it totally out of the question that he emerges as maybe one of the, you know, I, I've heard people talk really highly about Demetrius Bell. Obviously, we know Coleman and Lloyd because we saw him a lot last year. Is it possible that Jaden Dosh just kind of emerges from behind the scenes and ends up being kind of that guy? Absolutely. Jaden Doss in August, early August last fall, was going to play right away. Mm-hmm. And then he suffered that hand-arm injury. And um, so it sidetracked him. He gets, he works his way back. By the middle of the season, they throw him in. But they stopped him at four games. They wanted to keep their red shirt. I think that speaks to something about they see a lot of value in, like, we want this guy in this program a little while. And um, and also, give uh, give credit to Billy Kemp, by the way, on this one real quick. Because Billy Kemp was pretty banged up, and he kept going out there and took his lumps. And he saved Jaden Doss's red shirt in a way by being able to finish out those games, even though I don't think he was 100%. So I think that's a big deal. And you, it's absolutely right to bring his name up. I should have mentioned him with the other guys. There's probably someone else I'm forgetting. But Jaden um, is is that kind of player. Ja'Cory Barney, I think, is going to be really mm-hmm. interesting out of the Miami area. You know, he's a guy who's very confident in his skills, as all those Miami guys are when you talk to him. It's kind of fun. Um, they're like, yeah, I'm coming in. I'm going to play. Um, he's coming in in a week or two. He's going to be on campus and here you go. So, uh, that'll be a storyline too. They've got five Miami guys coming in and some of our skill guys, they have struggled in the, with the past staff. That's the past staff at keeping Florida guys here. They've got them here and then they've left. Can they get those Miami guys to develop and really get a pipeline going there and make it a thing? And that's, uh, that's going to be something to watch too. BC, I want to take a peek at the quarterback position one more time now because I kind of want to think future here. If you created a timeline of events to describe the quarterback room this offseason all the way up to the first game of the season, so skip past spring, the spring game, the summer, fall camp, everything. Skip all the way to the start of next season. How do you think – things shake out who do you think the staff adds if any because you kind of already alluded to the fact that you don't feel like super confident that they are just going to uh, add somebody else to that room and three what needs to be seen in order for you to lock in a starter comfortably I'd be kind of surprised um, if they if they lock in a starter um, after the spring, first off, when we're talking timeline, um, I think they'll play that through the fall, knowing the way this staff operates or just having watched them the last season. I think they're going to want to keep that competition kicking. Um, the thing that would uh, I'd want to see the most is security um, with the ball. You know, like if we go back to last spring, guys, we were told what was going to happen before it happened, and we maybe didn't want to believe it. Mm. If you go the spring game, I mean, it was sloppy. They did just fumbling, you know, they fumbled the ball all over the place in that game. I think they had lost it. They put it on the rug eight or nine times. And the week before that spring game, they had a big scrimmage, almost as important to them as the other one that everyone sees. And Rule came out and told the press, yeah, there's good things, but we turned it over a bunch of times, just unforced stuff. And they had another practice where that happened. And so when you kind of look back on it, you're like, man, all March and April, we were told that they're just like dropping the football over there. And uh, there was obviously hope they're going to get that corrected and stuff. But 
I think in the spring with those quarterbacks, even if there's some uneasy stuff and there's going to be turnovers, of course, but you, you don't want to see just the, the silly giveaways. It's like, here you go. Here's a gift, um, you know, to the defense, which then uh, worked its way to Boulder, Colorado, you know, like here's a gift to the defense. So I, I'm hoping from the quarterback spot that um, there's talk about pretty clean play for young guys and that it's true. And then I think that the timeline is you don't make that decision until mid-August on who the starter is because I don't think anyone's going anywhere of those three scholarship guys. So I don't think they're in a bind now at this point with Chubb out the door. You know, the Heinrich seems like he's dedicated to helping this team somehow. Um, and the two guys, other guys, are just getting started. So they're not going to run away yet. Um, so I, I think you could take your time with that. Um, and just keep that thing rolling. And and then maybe in the sum, summer when that portal window is open again, you evaluate, do we need somebody or can we maneuver this where it helps to add another guy? Or do we have that fourth QB maybe in a walk-on or something? I think that's what you got to get out of the spring. BC, we've got about three minutes left here. I wanted to switch gears to basketball, if that's okay. Uh, obviously, Huge game. Yeah, Nebraska ball has a huge game against Indiana tonight. Start of a five-game stretch that's really important for them. After Indiana at home they, tonight, they go at Wisconsin, number 21 in the country. Then they've got number one Purdue uh, at home. And then they have go at Iowa, at Rutgers, which is one of the toughest places to play in the country. Judging by this next stretch here, where I think you've got to get at least two wins to kind of keep your momentum going for Nebraska. How important is this game against Indiana tonight? Well, I think it's big because of the ones you mentioned, of the next three with uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Purdue at least, I think Iowa's gettable the way they're going Mm -hmm. right now. But um, Indiana might be the – the best win chance, I think. And that sounds weird to say because, you know, you think Indiana and all that. But uh, they're 10-3. and three, They're 2-0. and oh. they get, They've got um, some – they can throw a pretty good big lineup at you that's going to test Nebraska, especially if rink mass is limited or not available. And yet, um, I've watched them play a couple times this year, and I've thought if Nebraska brings it on the defensive end and attacks the glass, and um, even, if it, even if they can just make it a – a standoff where it's even on the boards. I think Nebraska has a good shot tonight, especially at home, should be an energized crowd. The thing that's going to be interesting, guys, is how this Husker team deals with sort of the expectations and weight of this game because where this team has uh, hit uh, some some potholes this year is actually when people have kind of leaned in to watch, right? I mean, when it was that Creighton game and then, all right, get the Big Ten started against Minnesota and they, they blew it in the second half. Then everybody kind of fell off, and then they Nebraska rallied sort of in that week. Um, you know, there's still people paying attention, but I think some people are kind of like, ah, this isn't going to go anywhere. And then Nebraska got going again in that week when nobody was really as fired up about it and uh, rebuilt their season. Good for them. But this is uh, this is the type of game now where everybody's back on it, and they're like, come on, give me hope. And they gotta they got to go just be that team that wins the 50-50 balls and uh, doesn't give up, you know, 15 offensive boards tonight that sort of thing and um it'd be it'd be huge to get this one um because the next two are going to be difficult and you're working rink back Mm -hmm. it's not an easy situation because of the mass injury that's what's unfortunate you wish they were just full full go and rink was healthy as could be but we'll see where what he can do if he can do anything tonight that'd be big 
That's Brian Christopherson from Husker 24-7 BC. We appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks, BC. That's our friend Brian Christopherson from Husker 24-7. I want to tell you real quick about our friends at Dyer Law. I tell you all the time about how they can help you with personal injury claims, but they also have another area of expertise, and it's workman's comp. Confused about options for your workers' compensation claim? Put the trust that you have for your personal injury claims into the Dyer Law team for your workers' comp claims as well. Call 402-393-7529 or visit DyerLaw.com. That's D-Y-E-R dot law to get advice from trusted professionals. That's Dyer Law. Coming up next, Anna Bellinghausen from Herd Sports.